tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Guys. 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 Guys, guys, it's the guys. guys, it's time for the leftovers at AfterBuzz TV. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna be talking about uh, a most powerful adversary tonight, and a very powerful episode. Uh, I'm your host Zach Wilson. Thank you guys for for joining us tonight. Uh, tweet me throughout the week and throughout the show. I have uh, the chat roll going as well. That's Zach Wilson. Now my fantastic panel, who I will introduce before we dive into this episode that has just destroyed my brain. <laughs> uh, Kelly McInerney's here. Hey, I'm Kelly McInerney. Find me on Twitter and Instagram, Holly Weirdo. It's kind of like Bert and Ernie. Yeah. I learned that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm Roxy Stryer. You guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. And I'm Steve Kaufman. You can find me at Steve Kaufman. That's K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. Okay, guys. Um, <coughs> where do we even start with this, I, I think we have to. I, I don't want to stretch it out. Kevin died. <laughs> <laughs> you went there. You did that. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's. I mean. <laughs> okay. I just needed to get it out there, out of my my. Yeah, you said it. Lungs. It happened. Let's go back to the start of Kevin. Kevin's story. He wakes up. Abandoned by Nora. How, what did you guys think? What was your first reaction when you started to realize that Nora might be gone? I mean, I don't blame her in a way because. Oh, I blame her entirely. I was yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to hear the end of your sentence so bad. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Oh, I don't blame her I, because, <laughs> like, put yourself in her shoes. She's been through so much. She lost her kids and. I don't know, like, now her boyfriend-ish husband is going nuts. She's, like, she's only human, you know? She's gotta... She needed, like, I I expected her to come back. I thought maybe she needed just a little break. But like then don't know. contact me. Yeah, that was it's, a little bit like, whoa. I honestly faced it with denial first, where I was like, oh, no, Patty's lying. Mm. Nora's out to get food, and Patty's just messing with Kevin, because that's, that's her job. I did that for most of the episode. Yeah. I kept waiting for... The turn of she took Mary to uh, the hospital for and yeah. some weird. I don't know why they they ran out of minutes. So don't call me. <laughs> I have decided to place zero judgment on the situation because I think Nora is in a place right now where she has a a kid to look after and she has a husband who is sleepwalking, who she is handcuffing to the bed every single night, who is seeing a woman. That he is talking to, and he know, and she knows the situation with Kevin Senior. I think that that is a valid reason. I also think that she left him in his time of need, and she left him in for better or for worse. And she 
she did leave him still handcuffed. I guess she left the note, but uh, she also left Jill and she took his child from him. So I think that that is a valid reason for him to be upset. I think that they are both completely in the right right now and that they're both completely in the wrong. I think last week we got enough perspective from Nora that she's still dealing with the fact that she doesn't feel safe in a, in a place she thought she was going to feel safe. Well, here, okay, so here's my thing with Nora. I, I, th- I must have yelled, fuck you, Nora, at the screen 12 times during the course, through the course of the episode. Because um, I, and you're right, I see her side of this, but when someone is dealing with a mental health issue... Especially if she doesn't believe that Patty is real. If she believes that Patty is real, I think there's a little bit more wiggle room in terms of like how you behave because it's more questionable. But if you don't, if you think that he is mentally unstable and that he needs help, because that's what it is. If he is crazy, he needs help. I think he does need help, but I think that as a person, you can help somebody until it negatively affect, negatively affects you to the point that you can't go on anymore. And if she is being affected to that point and she is now at risk based on his mental illness, then it is her prerogative to get out of there. I don't like the way she left. But I wish that she left in a different manner. I wish it had been a conversation. I wish it had been, you need to get help. Mm. Let's get you there and then we can split. But that's right? the difference. Is the, the, the act of her leaving him going on without him is not what upset me. It's that she just left him in the middle of the night, knowing knowing full well that he is, if he is disturbed, he is disturbed enough that a year ago he kidnapped a woman who wound up killing herself while he was sleepwalking. And yes, he was handcuffed so he wasn't going to sleepwalk, but that is the mental state that mm. she abandoned this person in. Art Vall in the chat says, wait, how can Kevin be in the wrong? He's not in control of what's happening to him. I agree that he is not completely in control right now, but he is in control of his actions when he's awake. And going to get the help that he clearly needs is something that he hasn't committed to yet because he's too afraid to hear of what the results will be. Although- like we talked about, he hasn't gone to get that CAT scan, that MRI, to see if there is something going on in there. He hasn't gone to see the doctors. He hasn't checked himself in. He is hurting people and he isn't going to get the help. So yes, I sleepwalking, Kevin, there's nothing we can do about until we're awake, which she is sometimes. The problem is, though, that she, she left him at the time where he was most vulnerable and where he was actively reaching out for help. Mm. He went... He, it was a struggle for him, as it is for a lot of people with mental illness, to to tell anyone something where they fear that they will have a negative backlash on their life or the pre- people around them. So for her to leave him at that exact moment is risk is. It, the, the chances of pushing him even further down that rabbit hole is huge. I agree. I, I think that means. I agree. I interpret that as Nora doesn't believe it's mental illness. I believe. Nora thinks it's this supernatural because you got to remember we're in a world where one fourth of the what, or I forget the exact math, but a lot of people two percent two percent of the population. I think it's three. Two percent. Two and or three percent. A single digit of percent of the population just up and vanished, and nobody knows what happened. You have to always guise through that, and that's what everyone's dealing with. So it's all everything Nora's been through. She's not ridiculous for thinking. Maybe Patty's a demon that only Kevin can see. 
and I just need to get away from it for a minute. Well, do you think this is? Do you think that this is related to her thinking she might be a lens? Yeah. Some people in the chat are agreeing with that. I don't think so because I think if she thought that she would have left Kevin with Mary and with Lily. Is that Yeah. 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 I so I don't think it has to do with her thinking she's a lens. I think that Rolf uh Rolfel Buzzy in the chat, she needed help just like he did. The both had enormous burdens. She blew up just like him. She's allowed to need help too. And mm-hmm. she thinks that she could protect them more than he can. Mm-hmm. That's why she took them. I feel like if she thought she was a lens and thought she was hurting people, she would have... Yeah. I agree, she would have left them. But what she did to Jill is inappropriate. Yeah. Because that is now her her family. And she left. What she did to Kevin, I think, also could have been done better. But it's unfair that Jill keeps getting, for lack of better words, dicked around like this. That, that's, that's really where my problem is. Again, if she was going to leave Kevin... I don't think that that alone is not what's wrong. It was that it was the middle of the night dash that upset me because it left them. It left two people that she knows are vulnerable in a in a position that. I mean, it having a discussion about it. Yes, it would have been painful and difficult, but could have made this smoother and safer for everyone. Think about the season one finale where we have Kevin in bed with Nora during season one and he says, I think I'm losing my mind. And she's like, well, then this is a good fit. And then during the finale, what she does, because she claims to be a coward, is she goes and she goes to leave a note saying she is leaving. She said, I think I could have been in love with you, but I am leaving. And she left. She couldn't face him. She couldn't do it to him. This is something we knew Nora was capable of. The only reason she stayed is because they found a baby on the doorstep. But we already saw this happen. This exact Mm. thing already almost happened. And then she stayed. So now I'm not, I'm not shocked. Everybody just thought she would stick around because she has stuck through this. But when Patty said she's gone, I was like, well, this is the second time yeah, that she ran. This is the second time she lost the ability to even. Mm-hmm. She, she literally can't. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, Kevin, what we proceed to do with Kevin is uh, he's running around town now with a, a different kind of wristband. Um, it's a little, yeah. Just like It was a funny joke. Thing. The, yeah. the handcuff. Yeah. Um, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't get any laughs. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I acknowledged uh, it at least. Yes, I appreciate that. Um, but it, I mean, that asks, that begs a lot of questions. And, and not only that, but the palm print thing. So he's got that. And the palm print, I mean, that's where it eventually leads him. Trying to, like, maybe the firehouse will just also, cut it Also, a very off tiny thing. The firehouse didn't have bolt cutters. But Kevin Garvey, who's been in town like three weeks, does have bolt cutters. I think he just has all of his tools. That's that's fair, but I think in a show like this, there's something. There's someone a like a firehouse would have many bolt cutters. Somebody took it home with them, though. That's what. <laughs> the, just a tiny thing I noticed, where I was like, yeah. "That that seems too obvious." Either way, but the important part of that scene is not the bolt cutters, mm-hmm. uh, but the whole he he. Effectively, they're going to know it's him soon. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think the palm print's going to be a match. Really? Yeah. Please explain. Well, I'm not... I I can't quite explain because I don't know how, but either... 
Patty tampered with something like while the palm print was there. We we physically saw him put his hand there, but I think if that ends up being a match, then this show is going to turn into something that we're we're not going to focus on the right thing. We're going to focus on now John going after Kevin, Kevin trying to explain he didn't do that. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm sticking with my initial thought that the second they find out it's Kevin, or they the second they find out that that's Kevin's handprint is the second that they find out what happened to the girls. So the, the handprint will be a match, but it'll be a moot point. It'll be a moot point because the, the earthquake caused a schism and the girls went into the schism. That's, I'm sticking with that. Okay. Um, they but, said they sent divers down there, but I don't know. I mean, regardless of whether or not they found the girls, it will cause him problems. Yes. Even if, like, Nora's back and everything seems... Even if all of that falls into place. I'm not saying that it is, but even if everything was right on Kevin's side, this community is not... is going to be asking a lot of questions when they were on a search for a, three missing girls. He was clearly there that night and said nothing. And especially when the person that he said nothing to and the father of the girls is crazy old John Murphy Mm -hmm. who burns down houses when he gets upset. So, Also, if Kevin was looking for Nora, I feel like we just didn't get that scene, but I'm sure it happened, where he just went to Matt's old house. Because that's where I think she went. Behind the church? Yeah, Matt's old place behind the church that would be otherwise vacant. I mean, maybe. I didn't need to see that. Yeah. It's weird that his priority was to get the handcuff off and not to find not mm. to go there first. You know, those of us who are incessantly counting how many people are in Jarden would like to know if her and two other people are still in Jarden. <laughs> um, this is what Steve texts me today. Nine two six one is nine two six one. That's what Steve. What does that what? even mean? Also, <laughs> really, what I'm saying is Kevin's I alive. I didn't respond. Because Laurie came respond. It's not a question, so you didn't have to. <laughs> well, no, because not to jump ahead, but Laurie came into town and then Virgil left town. It means Kevin's alive and we're still 9261. I, I, I think it's ultimately a coincidence, that's, but I, I think it's worth tracking as we go. Fair, that's a fair point. 9261 is 9261. Like if anybody else got that text message, you would be the one in Kevin's shoes right now. <laughs> um, I got you, though. But so the the bulk of what Kevin is dealing with is, is Patty in this and how the, the idea of how to get rid of her, the question of is she real. I want to ask you guys, I want to ask the panel, and I'll give my answer as well, but I'm going to start at the other end with Steve. Mm-hmm. Do you think Patty is Patty is Patty real in that this is Patty Levin as we knew her, or is this a construct of Kevin's mind? I think it's a construct of Kevin's mind. I think he's having a mental breakdown, but that for the per- for our purposes of this show, that doesn't make her less real. If you if you can follow, well, that. well no, but I'm making yeah, yeah, sorry, I'm no, making no, no, a she, distinction. Oh, sorry, I should not. Is she real? Is this Patty Levin or is this Kevin Garvey in a Patty Levin? form. It's Ke- it's it's Kevin Garvey's psyche, yes. Okay. Uh, I said that weeks ago that I didn't believe this to be Patty Levin, that I thought that this was manifesting in Patty Levin's body, but that the mental capacity of whatever this person is was some sort of Kevin or demon or anything else that isn't necessarily Patty. Based on tonight, what everything that Patty was saying and how she is also trapped and how she feels like she wants to separate too, I started to change my mind. 
then Lori starts talking, and then I remember who I am as a person, Roxy Stryer, and that I don't really believe in that kind of thing, and that I think that he's mentally ill, and I started to feel just awful for him. Like, like this poor thing is going to commit suicide because he found somebody else who's also mentally ill. And they, and we watched that happen. We watched it right before our eyes. He did. Whether he comes back or not, he committed suicide. Which is, I, I just felt horrible. So I don't know the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think it is just Kevin, too, because what Lori said, I feel like out of all the explanations, that's like from what is John's dad or I don't know if it's John's or Eric. I think tonight we found out that it was because yeah. it sounds think, like he molested his son as yeah. a young as a young child yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I feel like what she said sounded the most logical and I agree like I'm more into like I don't know I don't believe that type of supernatural stuff the, the problem is going to be if we end up seeing Patty uh, and Lori in the same room mm-hmm and then where is our minds going to go? But we're not because especially mm-hmm. now that he to- she told him that, now that he knows to keep Patty out. Unless Patty is real. And then we well, will. See, I, I, I've sort of... The show is very clearly, from, from just from a writer's perspective, mm-hmm. the show is very clearly designing it so that you can view it through whichever lens you want, that she is real or that she isn't. And they want you to constantly be questioning it. For me, just the way I'm looking at this show and the way that I am watching it, I think she, it is Patty. It is, because you guys know I like to come at it from this, from the, the supernatural right. explained with a natural spin on it. So to me, the way I'm looking at it is this is the the spirit of Patty and what we're calling a mental breakdown is really a sort of opening of the mind and it's sort of it's like a crack in the universe. Um, Doctor Who fans know exactly what I'm mm. talking about, but a cr- but a crack in the universe that allows a little bit of this spirit to slip th- back through, so that the person that who has died, a piece of them has made it through, and maybe there would be holes in their story, maybe they wouldn't be fully there, but there's just a piece of them connecting to the point in this world that was the strongest for them, the most the biggest moment in their lives which for Patty absolutely was her suicide. So let me let me ask you something then. Mm-hmm. If you believe in that, I would go a step further to say that you believe in the adversary theory. And if you believe in that, then you believe that Pillar Man was also cured, but he's the living proof that whatever is going on right now is going to work. Is that correct? I mean, it's a very it, so we we learned about uh, Santa Jesus Moses Tower Man. Yep, uh, his name is Ed. Uh, he has a name, and now I'm devastated <laughs> because I feel as if we have to call him Ed. We don't know his last name. His last name could still be Tower Jesus. I Santa mean, Moses the simple Man. way I feel like we can just call him Pillar Man. But if mm-hmm. if that's what you are looking at as living proof of the positive outcome of what Kevin is about to do, then how on earth? Are you going to say, yes, that's the path I want to go down? 
That's I agree. Once he once Virgil said that, I was like, "Why would you do this? Why would you do mm-hmm. this? Why?" So I feel like you coming at this as a sane man who is saying this is Patty. You would acknowledge then that what Virgil was saying, Virgil also had an adversary. But then would you would you make the same decision Kevin made? Because I feel like you, as a sane man, you wouldn't be able to. I might have made a similar decision in the. I'm going to go to battle, as he was saying. I don't know that I would have trusted Virgil with my life. Because of Edward? Well, there's the question. Because no, of- because of who the hell is this guy? He had- um, I know that I guess we're trusting his information. We had two options here, the medical option and the superstitious option, and Kevin chose the superstitious option. Mm-hmm. It I offered, would choose well- the medical option. If, if it's well, the superstition from Kevin's point of view, the superstitious option makes it not his fault. If he's and like, yes, you can't you can't mm. truly blame yourself mm-hmm. for a mental illness. That's especially a genetic one. That's something you just have to learn to deal with on your own. But if it's not because of him and who he is at his core, then he can pass the blame to to Patty. He can blame Patty for what has gone wrong in his life, and that is. I mean, Lori says it when she's talking about the manifestations when when people have to deal with something devastating. She mentions denial. Mm -hmm. That's a form of denial. Denial of his responsibility for what this has what this mental illness has done to him. I think that going back though, if Virgil had an adversary and got rid of him and now is at peace, number one, why did he blow his brains out? Number two. Is Michael aware of what's happening as he stands outside? Because when when Kevin shows up, Michael is seemingly upset. Michael's face when he left looks like he was just told that that's the plan. Right. Yeah, I feel like it's clear because he opens the door and just starts cleaning up. Yep. Or starts... He doesn't necessarily start cleaning up. He starts bringing Kevin's body somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not necessarily sure that's cleaning up. Um, I think he might be doing something. I think he's putting Kevin's body in a box. Yeah. And then, I'm not sure. And then burying the box, and then trying, then digging it up in three days, um, like the birds. I'm not. I'm not joking. I'm. Pr- I, I think I, that's what they're. Di- that's, that's the plan. Interesting. That's interesting. I think that he because that would have been his wife. That would have been Virgil's wife. No, 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 no. It wouldn't because a different side of the family. That's mm. John's dad. Okay. Yeah. Um. I I I think that they that Michael absolutely was like being told to do something by Virgil beforehand. He's like you're you're gonna go outside, and then you're after it's done, you're gonna come back and take care of whatever it is the next whatever the next step is. I wanna. This is an interesting theory from Artvol Eleven in the chat roll. Um, thank you to all of you guys joining us live. I think this is the biggest live audience we've had so yeah. far for this show. Mm-hmm. Um, it says uh, Virgil is a got a potential theory. Virgil is a guide, but he had to lie about the true way he had to defeat it. At least in in his mind, referring Virgil. He had to die to join him in this journey through hell. Um, to join Kevin? To join mm. Kevin. Um, a lot of people have pointed out that Virgil is also Dante's guide in... Uh, Dante's the, Inferno. Dante's Inferno, the Divine, the divine Comedy, yes. right? Um, so that that's a very interesting theory that to Virgil... Let's uh, whatever you think to whatever Virgil believes that Kevin is going to need a guide on the other side to get him to that place. If that was the truth, 
I think that Virgil would have walked Kevin through it and not claimed that what was ever in this uh, syringe is going to save him. Because yeah. he but, claims... But he had to convince him that, to drink whatever that liquid is, which yeah, I'm not sure it's just pure poison either. If you're capable of convincing somebody to commit suicide and drink that, I think you're also capable also capable of convincing them that you're going to be their guide in the underworld or wherever you're going. Yeah. I, th- I don't think that's a step too far. So I think that he... Virgil outright lied to him. No matter what that lie is, because I'm still unsure what it was. You're right. Maybe he isn't dead, but mm-hmm. I, not even maybe he isn't dead. Maybe that isn't poison, yeah. but it sure looked like he was seizing out to me. I, I, I just think that Virgil, for some reason or another, lied to Kevin. Or that. Thought it'd be better off if Kevin was dead, and if he was dead also. But yeah. it's, it's mm-hmm. worth I mean, mentioning that yeah. the way Virgil died, he can't come back. TDCR in the chat yeah. is saying, Vir- Virgil can't. Unless you, the show goes somewhere really weird. The tone of the show up till this point, and they have a pretty decent level of canon at this point, you get shot in the head, you 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 die. That's yeah. still pretty clear in this well, universe. Well, he did it a real dumb way. Yeah. Unless he becomes like a patty. Yeah, but I think... I Well, I just mean, like, the... Um, I, I learned this from watching documentaries about Shawshank Redemption um, because, like, the putting it in your mouth like that, mm. you actually could go back direct. You you more are more likely to just go back directly Through and not touch any of the brain stem. Um, as opposed to going up through your brain. Now that's yeah, yeah, that's nitpicking. Ass- Are you saying that because you think he could potentially be alive? I don't think the show will do that. Okay, I think he's dead. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it's. I just it might. But brain I think went he. There. I think whatever he thinks Patty is as an adversary, maybe, maybe just Satan himself or just a powerful demon. He thinks it's worth his life forever to be a guide through Kevin in the afterlife, but that Kevin will still come back. That, do you think that he thinks Kevin is just that important? Yes, he thinks he thinks Kevin and Kevin's fight is that important that it's worth his life on that plane. Then I don't think he would have lied to Kevin. He had to convince Kevin to do it. Kevin I think he would have, have been able it. to. Kevin I, wouldn't yeah. have Kevin wouldn't have done it if it was like no no you actually have to die. He had to prove to him like no you're gonna this it's is gonna be you, like five minutes. This is you actually have to die for five minutes. Mm-hmm. But still the same thing. I really think that Kevin is in a place right now. Kevin's in a place where his ex wife. Just showed up, or I, I guess they're not still married, right? Or technically, they, they, oh, they got oh, right when he went over there and gave the divorce papers. His ex-wife shows up and offers an explanation, an explanation that is through science. And he looks at her. He says, "Come back with me. I need your help." And then he goes and kills himself. So I think he's in a place right now where he would have done whatever this guy said. I really do. I don't know why he brought Lori back again, unless when he leaves the house, he's sleepwalking. Which he might be, because Virgil says he can't tell the difference anyway. Mm-hmm. That could have been a sleep Kevin going. That's fair. I would say that the show... No, they do show us him sleepwalking sometimes, so there's not a, a stylization choice there. Um, I don't think... It, it didn't seem to me that he was. Um, but then again, I guess the whole point is that people can't really tell. Um, here's a little bit more why I think... I'm starting to think that Patty is Patty. Um, 
the, we're seeing more and more people who are dealing with these adversaries, as Virgil calls them. Virgil said that he had one. Right. He may have been speaking mm. metaphorically, but he said, uh, I'm just someone who once had an adversary of his own, and he made me do terrible things. It's weird, though. Like, how did he say that the Pillar Man is, like, a success story? Isn't he kind of more of a success story than the Pillar Man? I think what he was saying is, like, go... If you don't believe me, go talk to Edward. I thought we were maybe going to see that moment. I would have yeah. loved to see that. We, but here's, but that here's the thing. Already. Ta- but here's the thing. Pillar Man is part of why I think Patty might be real. Because when we... And it all ties back to Australia. Which is this thread that keeps coming through. Both seasons of this show have kept digging into Australia a little bit more at a time. The uh, Edward... Who's male- your friend? Hmm? Is that where, uh, who's your friend when he looked at Patty and said who's your friend? Mm-hmm. Um, not, yeah. not, no, not even that. Um, he so this is this is a man who had an adversary. He mailed a letter in the first episode, in the first second episode, whatever it was, first step. to Australia. To a he lowered a, a letter to Michael, had him mail a letter to Australia. We know that Kevin Senior's adversary also has him going to Australia. He's going on a walk. When we last saw him, Kevin Sr. was on his way to do a walkabout in Australia because he had started to just do what the voices had told him. What is What I don't understand about the do what the voices are telling you is that Patty really isn't telling him to do anything. Mm-hmm. First, she was telling him to tell Nora that he would if he loved her. Then she's saying, don't tell her mm. or she'll leave you. Then she's saying, don't tell Jill. Then she's sitting in front of the key. Then she's saying, you need to drink your own cum. Like, she's she's all over the place. <laughs> let's just like, talk, let's like take a, a person's quick mind I, would be. Let's yeah. talk about that scene, because that was... Hysterical. Oh, that was perfect. Great so scene, especially, like... I, that was that was Damon Lindelof laughing at the whole audience. For one, when you are with her for the first twenty seconds, and you're like, "He's got to go get this cut." Uh, oh, this I show was, just took a massive yeah. turn. <laughs> yeah, um, because it was. Was be, anyone fooled? I wasn't. From the second she was like, "Oh, he, she has a plan for him," I'm like, "Nope." Yeah, I was. I was. No, I'm, I'm with not. you. But there was the moment she mentioned Cairo. Mm-hmm. That like, and again, this is Lindelof just like waving at us because last season there was a whole thing about Cairo because they had an episode called uh, called Cairo, mm-hmm. and in that episode there was a National Geographic that we overanalyzed on this podcast <laughs> because there was an article in that National Geographic about Cairo and it probably mentioned this chalice that he she's talking about, and so for that he it's like two seasons of like trails to just laugh at us yeah. as an audience. I'm okay with sometimes. No, it, that was great. And if that really was intentional, then like, yeah. golf clap mm-hmm. to you, David Lindelof. I think uh, it was. It was that, that felt a little... Yeah. It, it's, again, a through line of uh, Lindelof in general. Like, he's coming, he's bringing the laughter over from Lost. Like, ha ha ha. John Locke, and they just mm-hmm. mentioned in the chat, yeah. went, put it on this walkabout, and now I'm going to make you guys suffer on the leftovers. Ha ha ha. But instead, well, I'm laughing with him. I like it. But in so. a way, I, I actually read this a couple weeks ago. Someone someone was commenting that it was like, the leftovers is as if God were a showrunner. <laughs> <laughs> he just, what is real, what isn't real. <laughs> I mean, it's moving pictures. None of it's actually, like, like the That's whole, con- like, it'll just make you question your reality. 
Can I go back for one second? Because yeah. I'm the last thing that Patty said, whether you believe it's to be Patty or not, the last thing she says is as Kevin's about to drink this, she screams no. What do we think that was? Is that Kevin's mind telling him to say no? Is that Patty actually knowing what's going to happen? Like, what did you guys think of that I one moment? I think it's like survival instinct. Yeah, I think that's Kevin's I think it's mind. Kevin being trying to like, you're going to die. No. Like, I'd rather be crazy than die. What did you think? Sorry, can you repeat the question? I got when when Patty screams no as Kevin's taking that poison. What did you think that was? Because they're under the impression that it's his mind. But if you think it's Patty, why was she saying no? Okay. I apologize. I was dealing with some off screen. You're stuff. fine. Um, I think that because to me, like looking at it as Patty being the ghost of Patty, the spirit of Patty. This is the start of getting rid of her. And she was playing she was playing reverse psychology with Kevin. She was saying she knew that he was or she thought that he was on this track of I'm not going to listen to you anymore. I'm gonna defeat you. So when she's so she thinks that when she says do it, he's gonna take that as meaning I I shouldn't do it because she's encouraging me to. She knows what she's doing and when she yells no, that is the beginning of her going away. Because it, there's the, to me, there's two options here. She either goes away because he defeats her, or she goes away because she's effectively latched onto him. And if he dies, she dies. She go, she goes back over with no way back to this earth. Mm-hmm. And whatever goal she has, whatever purpose this whole thing has been for is done if Kevin dies. On your theory, it would mean that she... Because I genuinely feel like in this universe, we're in, if we're if we're entertaining the thought that Patty is a demon or a ghost, and that the super... You can... That we're seeing the supernatural. She... If she doesn't know what'll happen if Kevin dies, but she she doesn't want to, she'd rather... She'd rather exist on that plane where she's attached to Kevin, so I could buy that. But I, I genuinely think she's she's a construct of him. Hmm. We did get a couple answers tonight. One of which I loved was finally figuring out, which I never thought we would, how, how Kevin got to be at the bottom of that lake with the concrete yeah. and the time yeah. himself. Yeah, that was. I never thought we would know the answer to that. That was fascinating. We learned yeah. the whole story, story. right? Mm-hmm. Oof. Also, the poster finally makes sense. Because the poster was Kevin underwater. Kevin underwater. Um, You're talking about the leftovers. Yeah, the left. Sorry, the leftovers poster for this whole season. And that it'll be Nora helping him up. I think the idea is that he's he's trapped in the underworld and Nora's the only one who could help him. So Interesting. That I think there will be a way in this duality that there will both be a logical explanation for her helping him through this. And then an illogical one. Yeah, that—that's the tone of this show. Yeah, I well, yeah. Um, for me, I—I I still I want to see more. I want to learn more about what Patty is doing. Yeah, I mean, as Takek says in the show, "Man of science, man of faith." Then <laughs> Lindelof has a story he wants mm. to tell. But you know what? I enjoy, I enjoy that debate, and I enjoy it on any, in any number of stories because it's not just something that Lost had. Um, it's a great debate. Um, 
It's so, kind of it's yeah. kind of like the only debate sometimes. Like it's yeah, like the, it's the greatest of the debates. It's, that's the thing is that is the debate at the center of what it means to be a human being mm-hmm. is. Do we believe in the science just of what we see around us, or do we believe that there is more than our sen- our five senses can perceive? Mm-hmm. And we ask ourselves that every day, and everyone has their own answer. And this that's what I love about this show, is that it's forcing us to talk about this. <laughs> well, speaking of which, you might get mad at me for going there, but can we go to the church for a second with Jill and Michael? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, as she's sitting there, and like... I- I just identify with her so much sometimes, and she's like, fuck, fuck, and just screaming top of her lungs. I was so happy that she didn't just cave to what he said. He was like, can you please not swear in here? And she's just like, she's just so her. She just kind of starts yelling, and she's like, nope, didn't get hit by lightning. All right, going to keep going. Why don't you have sex with me? Um, I shouldn't have started with that with I relate to her so much. <laughs> uh, you know, I just love the scene. I thought it was awesome. We learned a lot. Uh, there was, it was some information like they got a lot of information out there but we also see more of their dynamic and I'm fascinated by the two of them I want to know where that's going I thought it was really cool yeah I mean it's the the again the, that's why we came to this town and like I, I I think I spoke about it in the in the pilot but what Lindelof said coming into the season was they went to miracle because it's a look at a town that is the uh, complete opposite of Mapleton, mm-hmm. where Mapleton was a town where everyone was affected by a departure, either within their family or within their neighbors or just a friend. Like they knew someone who was who had lost someone. If you, they had not themselves. Everyone in Mapleton was affected directly. In in Miracle, no one, other than the fact that the world had changed, no one was directly affected by a departure. And how those two completely opposite things will change people in similar and different ways. And that these two kids are the perfect summation of that. His faith remains. She, if she had it, if Jill had any faith to begin with, she got rid of it all after October 14th. Kelly, I wanted to get your opinion on this about, uh, in a woman's perspective, how would you have felt if you were sitting there and Michael just looked at you and he said straight up, like, I'm not doing this because I don't know if I'm in love with you yet. Did that hit, did that hit you at all or would you have been okay? I mean, I appreciate the honesty. Like, I, I like that. Like, instead of, like, just keeping me, I'd rather him say that than say he loves me than be, like, break up later, be like, I didn't really love you. Um, Did you feel like that's why Jill walked out, or do you think that... I think, well, I think Jill, out of everybody on the show, even though she's been through a lot, she's still the most normal, in a way. She's still, like, a normal teenager. Mm. Like, she does all these normal t- normal teenager stuff, and, um, yeah, I think that's why she's just just typical, like, boy, boy, she wants... I don't know, think she even loves him. I think she just wants, you know, hormones. She just wants to have sex and stuff, like... What's a relationship? Do you guys think she loves her? Or loves him? I don't. I don't think she believes in love. Yeah, I don't or, think so. I don't know I think, that she doesn't believe in love. I but think she could she, grow to because of her because of what she saw between her. Because everyone's example of a good relationship is their parents, and she grew up. She just happened to grow up in a really bad time for Kevin and Laurie. Laurie. And she was hoping for like Kevin and Nora. I think that was her like. Mm-hmm. If I'll believe in love if they stick to if my dad doesn't fuck this up again, you know. Mm-hmm. And 
I was super surprised. The other thing that surprised me about her in tonight's episode about Jill was that Kevin finds out that Jill and Tommy have been in communication, mm-hmm. and Kevin didn't say anything to her. Kevin finds out they've been texting, and I guess he didn't really have time to, but I thought that that would have been like phone call, deal breaker, game changer. Although she's yeah, not let's, really let's talking talk to him. about Lori in this episode, because this is a huge thing to that Lori came there convinced that Nora had lied to her about Tommy being there. Because it was seemingly her last option. Yeah, I mean, so Tommy, they both know they were lying. This answers another question that we had. Of whether Tommy yeah. believed it, whether they believed it at all, or whether whether this was whether t- this was a true uh, a true story that we had just not seen on the show, um, we got an answer. What do you guys think? Do you think Tommy just got sick of the lie, or do you think he ran off with Liv, Liv Tyler? Liv, Liv Tyler. <laughs> what was her name? Meg. 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 Thank you. Um, I think she's pregnant. Yeah, me too. I think she's definitely. I think she's pregnant. I think she was already pregnant. And I think this was a big ploy to lure Tommy away in a guilty remnant style. Guilty remnant style mindfuck. Mm, we already, we, we talked about that theory. Here, yeah. I still don't. I, I still don't. I don't know. Think so. I don't know about all that. But what I do know is Lori being in this picture right now can only complicate Nora's relationship with Kevin. And I think that Kevin thinking he needs Lori is a big issue if he's going to be with Nora. So if Nora finds out that Lori is now in this house, not only that, but Kevin, this is why I think Kevin slept walk over there because Kevin just left Jill with Lori and drove off in the fucking car. Are you the worst father ever? To go commit suicide. Right. So uh, that's why I think he must have been sleepwalking because there's no way he would have just left Jill with Lori. He heard her come in. Heard her screaming, walked out the door. I mean, Kevin was, is at that point convinced that he has to go do this to get Nora back. He's desperate. But I think because Virgil gave him the illogical or superstitious option first. And then he went and talked to Lori, who gave him a very clinical and scientific option. He chose the superstitious one. But just in case that didn't work, I think it was partially, I can get Laurie in in the Jardin, and I can leave her in a town with Jill. So if all I'm really doing is driving over to Virgil to just kill myself, Laurie will be with Jill. I think also he just wanted the fast, uh, fix it fast. You know, with going the medical route. Yeah, You're, it's gonna take time. Gonna and then take he, he watched it, he watched his father go through it and yeah. like, see no solution. Yeah. You think he brought Lori there, knowing that he was gonna go kill himself, and in case it went wrong, at least Jill would have Lori. I don't think he I did it intentionally. That. I, I, I think that either. he made the decision to go right then because Lori was there. I think that he is not in his right mind right now. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you on there, but I think that he put he was there enough to put that together. All right. We're very low on time, and I want to ask a question, but I think we're, I'm going to use this as a transition into predictions. Do you think Kevin Garvey is coming back to life? Let's do predictions. And now, you're after All right. Okay, so... Let's start... Well, I'm going to go the other way. Kelly, I want to start with you. Do you think that Kevin is coming back? I mean, I wouldn't mind to see either way. Like, if he does die or if he does come back, I feel like I'd be okay with either route because it'd be interesting to see the show without him. Um, 
I want him to be back, hmm. but I feel like that's also too easy, too. I kind of feel like this show is just, like, it's not predictable, you know? Hmm. And I, I kind of hope he's dead, mostly. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm flip-flopping. Okay. Yes, Frosty. I think he's alive. Yeah. You think he's coming back? Yeah, to life? I definitely think he's coming back. Okay. What? Why do you think so? Um, multiple reasons. Otherwise, I don't think that Michael would have been so quick to move his body. Uh, I feel like he is the glue of our show, and without him, I'm not exactly sure what we would focus on. Uh, we would. I would still obviously tune in, but I'm not sure. I think that we're not positive that it is poison. We do see him seize out. I think that maybe maybe we can get him medical help. I think that with Jill and Michael's relationship, it wouldn't really work out. And I think they're trying to make that bond there. So I don't think this show would do that. I think that he's alive. I don't think okay. Kevin's dead. So, so you also think he's alive? Yes. Yeah. But well, the question was, do you think he'll come back from the dead? Which I don't think he's dead. But oh, you don't think he ever died? I don't think he ever died. I think he was in a state of. Sh- I was. I think he's in a state of shock. And I'm going to go out on a huge limb, but I think what he took was a watered down version of snake venom from the same snake in the very beginning. That's a huge limb. I don't have any. Are you talking about the cave woman? The cave woman, the snake, like the breed of snake that lived by that lake. There was venom from that snake that he took that sends you into this weird shock, but it's not poison. Yeah, I think Kevin. I don't. I, I agree. I think that Kevin is coming back. I think that he is going to have a a rising out. Like he's going to rise out from this coma or whatever mm. it is. Come back. He's too. He's too yeah. important to the show. Um, the one way I could see him dying and coming back. What if he came back as a as a Patty style ghost yeah. with Michael Ooh, as his conduit? Is Ooh. this music actually playing? Or is it playing in my head right now? Do you guys hear it? It's playing. It's playing. I'm. Lo- <laughs> I am losing it. Oh my god! I'm um, gonna start shooting dogs. Here, I'm gonna in my stick sleep. with my theory yeah. that they're gonna that Michael's gonna put him in a box, bury him for three days, and then dig him up. I also think they're going to the afterlife, but we're not going to see it. We did see in the preview, so if you didn't watch the preview, bleh, spoiler, um, Michael yelling, holy shit. Yep. Uh, in the middle Kevin's, of the woods. Because Kevin's awake. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I just don't... But I, what I'm hoping for is that they handle the show. They ha- The show handles it well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I think, unless anyone has other any other big predictions, I think that's going to do it. For this episode of the at the Afterbus TV After Show for the Leftovers, thank you guys so much for joining us. All of you guys in the chat roll: uh, Michael Monroe, Sci-Fi Monkey, Avion Don, uh, Vincent W Two, uh, Ruffle Buzzy. I just wanted to give some quick shout-outs to the people: uh, Benjamin Brandt, Damian Kovsky. I love that when you guys tune in live. Yes, um, it's a blast to see all of your opinions, and we couldn't give direct shout-outs to everybody, but I thank you guys for tuning in live. Until next week. Steve, where can people keep up with you? People can find me right here, right now. I didn't ask where they can find you. But also on Twitter, at Steve Kaufman. That's K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. You know I keep that joke alive for Roxy. I love it. Uh, you guys can find me at Roxy Stryer. Or tomorrow, Tuesday, 4 p.m. on Screen Junkies, TV Fights is premiering. So make sure you guys tune in because I know you're big TV fans. Hey, and I'm Kelly McInerney. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Holly Weirdo. 
And, and you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. Yes, Roxy, you can hear the music. Uh, a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz, uh, including uh, this is going to be a very strange plug over this music. But if you're a Muppets fan, <laughs> or uh, if you're a fan of me, uh, we reached a certain goal. We did. And tomorrow night, uh, live on AfterBuzz at 7:30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I will be showing you all the footage of me on Sesame street when i was a small child because uh, the reviewers got us there they I got love it. iTunes re- I love it. so we'll be there guys until then i'm zach wilson and thanks for geeking out with us from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire AfterBuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 